or Facebook. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Until noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 on the AM dial, 106.3 FM. That music means it's time for our friend David Kaplan. Off we go to Chicago. He's David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago. Cap, Trent, and Ken, as always, great to speak with you. Now, I saw on Twitter you're playing a little hurt. You're under the weather. What's going on with you, Cap? You all right? So I play on a hardball league, men's senior baseball league and we've got you know former major leaguers in there minor leaguers but we're all 60 years old and i turned a double play on saturday i shouldn't say i turned it they called the guy safe at first still maintain he was out but <laughs> you know how you feel like a rubber band like pop inside you mm-hmm. i got my oblique really good and i had to pitch last night and my wife's like there's no way you could pitch i talked to the cubs trainer he said, Dude, you can't pitch with a strained oblique. So I got to try. Took the Icy Hot, Tua Leaves, CBD, and it was this. Ball one, ball two, ball three, ball four, ball eight, ball 12. How are they laying off pitches that good? I got through the first inning, giving up three runs, and I walked the first batter in the second. I went, that's it, I'm done. I'm out. I was done. I didn't even bat. Yeah. Oh, my. Isn't isn't it fun getting old, Cap? Oh, my God. I got up at 2 in the morning today because I got, I just, I couldn't sleep. And my wife will go, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in agony. She's like, you're 60. You shouldn't have been pitching last night. Like, Oh, well, it is what it is. Indeed. Well, uh, Arietta, I think there was a lot of Cubs fans yelling at their TV that he shouldn't have been pitching last night, at least early. Because Cap, uh, he uh, got things going, and so did the Cubs. You know, Trent asked me this earlier, and, and we talked about it last week in the search of that leadoff man. He's not your prototypical leadoff guy, but Jock Peterson, who's been a different player uh, since he's come back from the I.L., uh, it seems like maybe he's found his spot in this lineup, and if this Jock Peterson continues to hit the way that he is, prototypical or not, I think he stays there. How about you? Yeah, he probably does as long as they keep winning. They're 14-7 in the month of May, and we had Anthony Rizzo on for his weekly hit today, and I said to him, Anthony, I'd love your opinion. Do you agree with me? That upper, upper management. I'm not talking about a third-base coach or the manager or even the team president. I'm talking maybe Jed, but Jed and above, that as you guys keep winning games and you're a half game out of first as we sit here right now, privately they're going, son of a, this is messing with our plan. And he he laughed and he said, I can't say I disagree with you. Uh, Maybe I'm not 100% where you're at, but I can't say I disagree, and I will tell you, we're playing with a lot of edge, a chip on our shoulder, and having fun. 
because we know what the narrative is supposed to be, and we're trying to keep that narrative from happening. Let's say we get to that point. We, we get to July, and this is nip and tuck. It's back and forth. It's the Cubs. It's the Cardinals. Maybe it's the Brewers back in it. But this is a real race. Financial flexibility, how much do you believe is there? And secondly, not knowing what the team will look like in late July, what are the necessary pieces to make a push the final two months? Well, you know, it's an interesting, a good question that you ask because if they win tonight, and there's no reason they should not beat the Pittsburgh Pirates who are not a good team, but let's assume they win and the White Sox sweep the Cardinals and beat them again today after you know, just destroying them yesterday, and the Cardinals' defense isn't very good. Right. The Cubs will go to bed tonight in first place in the NL Central all alone. Now, that's why I said to Rizzo what I said, because I think if they were eight games out, there would already be phone calls. All right, give me this for Kimbrell. You can have him because he looks really good. Yep. Uh, Chris Bryant, maybe he won't win the MVP, but he looks really good. Rizzo has started to really look locked in. Jock Peterson, a one-year contract, really looks good. And we can go on and on. So do they need another starting pitcher? No doubt about it. But you're, you're telling me that they don't make any moves because they're in first place and we get to mid to late July and they're still in first place or right there. A billionaire family better be able to add on if that team feels like, Hey man, we go get another starter or whatever it is we need at the time, and we can win the division. Well, that would be unconscionable if you didn't try to do that. Kappa, go back to the weekend. Cubs cards just felt like Cubs cards again for the first time in a while, right? People in the ballpark and yep. um, Tapera coming out making and getting out of, off the hook was at the eighth inning after Phil Cuzzy just blown a call at third base when Bodie got Sosa. A, on the force out, and B, if that wasn't good enough, he actually tagged him out, and the Cubs had lost their challenge, and David Ross had been kicked out earlier. Um, but it felt like, it just felt like a really big spot at that moment. Tapera, and I know Baez would come up and park the ball over the fence, and, and the Cubs would win, but man, Tapera's inning there, that's as big of an inning by a relief pitcher I've seen in some time. Yeah, and the bullpen, get Tommy Hadovy the pitching coach, a ton of credit because, you know, all of us were critical of that bullpen early in the season. He's figured out what it is to unlock Craig Kimbrell and get him back to being Craig Kimbrell. I mean, you know, last night his velocity sitting at 97, and he can run that up to 98, 99 whenever he needs to. Uh, his movement's back. You mentioned Ryan Tapera, Justin Steele, who's currently IL but has looked like, whoa, Cubs might have a good player pitching out of their system or Chance or this guy, or not Chance, Nance. Uh, all these different guys that have come up and come through, and you don't think Andrew Chaffin. All of a sudden, they have a really accomplished bullpen. Maybe not by name, but certainly how they pitched the last six weeks. Cap, let's jump to the White Sox. Before we do, though, Cowboy Joe West. Mm-hmm. Breaks the record last night. He's behind home plate. I saw an interview with Hawk Harrelson. He said one of the two umpires he respects most, even though they had their differences in the game. And he said one of the biggest rules, don't mess with Joe West. (laughs) I don't know. It's hard for me because just so many memories are negative ones of Joe West. Your takeaway of quite the accomplishment becoming the all-time leader in umpired games. Yeah, we had this debate on my radio show this morning 
I think it's a tremendous accomplishment. My partner, my producers, not so much. Big deal, he showed up to work. Well, guess what? He showed up to work, and how many big, humongous playoff series has that guy worked? He was the crew chief when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. You don't get those assignments because you're boisterous or you have a lousy country music album. You get those assignments because you're graded the highest by the 30 major league managers and the umpire supervisors. So, yes, he may be boisterous, and yes, he may be a showman, but he's a showman in a sport that wants entertainment, that wants people to pay attention, and he obviously is damn good at his job or he wouldn't still be there 45 years after starting at the age of 23. Think how many nights in hotel rooms this guy has spent. Right. I mean, just crazy, crazy number. And Capsule, I didn't guess see. Where I'm, guess where I'm going? To, guess where I'm going tonight? Where? Joe West's having a party, and I got invited. Nice. So, what's the relationship yeah, between you and Joe? How did that happen? So, Joe, I I was with him the night I had never met Joe, and 2016, it's Game Seven. And we are, Hollinsworth and I are going to do the pregame show, but it's outside Progressive Field, right outside the building, maybe 100 yards away. And someone from the Indians came up to us and said, hey, just letting you know, you guys were n- are not going to be allowed in the press box with your credential when you're done. What do you mean? Why? Because we've got such a crush of media, Game 7, Cubs Cleveland, that the press box will be full an hour and a half to two hours before, and over capacity. So they take us underneath the um, underneath the stadium by the executive offices. And I sit down with Hollingsworth. They get a special credentials to get in this VIP area to watch the game. This guy sits down like on a counter, and I'm talking to Holly, and I can see out of my like, peripheral vision, there's a guy there. I turn just to look at him. I'm like, whoa, Joe West. I'm like, you're working tonight? He said, I'm the crew chief, young man. Nice to meet you. And then got his number. He came in studio and did my television show when he was promoting something, some health thing that he was involved in. Gave me a cell again and said, you got that number? I said, I got it in my phone. Why don't you fly down to Florida and play golf with me? And then the pandemic hit. Uh And Jesse Rogers called me last night and said, hey, Joe's having a little get-together and – he and I would love for you to come. So I'm going there tonight. That's awesome. Uh, really good. Yeah, it's, it's quite an accomplishment. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, we get on them. They miss calls. There's a cry for robo-umps from some. Depends on the night. I'm crying the same way. Uh, but uh, it, it's just a part of the fabric of baseball, right? I, I hope... Yeah, it gets pen, pens on the night. I hope that they're around for for good. Well, Cap, the White Sox last night did the Cubs a big favor by picking off the Cardinals. You mentioned it. The defense of St. Louis, and, and Trent pointed out just how many outfielders they've got that are hurt right now. Um, just, I mean, Edmund dropping a ball that hit him in the glove. Sosa, no, no, he's, not, he's a shortstop, but but he booted one. Arnauto booted one. I thought Carlson should have picked up an error early in the game as he allowed a base runner to score when he shouldn't have because because he booted one a little bit. Uh, this Cardinal team, Cap, um, White Sox took advantage of a team that didn't want to play any defense last night. Yeah, they're eminently beatable. And you're right, that series over the weekend uh, at Bush Stadium, 
that felt like Cubs Cardinals. That also felt like a moment in time, those three games, that if this Cubs team wasn't playing with the chip on their shoulder that Anthony Rizzo told us about this morning on the radio, that they would have folded their tent and gone bye-bye. And instead, they found a way to win the series, as I think Matt Baskersian said at the end of Sunday Night Baseball, the cat burglars from Chicago showed up here and stole one because what they get? One hit off Adam Wainwright, who's a good pitcher, but, oh, my goodness, they couldn't touch him. And they found a way to win a game in extra innings when no one thought they should. So, yeah, I'm not that impressed with this Cardinal team. Now, maybe when they get healthy, they'll be better. I just I thought Mike Schilt the other night. I went to the game Monday night at Guaranteed Great Field when the White Sox beat them behind a Lance Lynn performance. When he came out and talked to the starter, Kim, the wow. lefty. Left him in. Third time through the order. He's got a right-hander warmed up, and people go, well, he's not their best right-hand. Terrence De Leon is a major league pitcher. Third time through the order. The guy's never thrown 100 pitches this season, and he's at, what, pitch 99 when Schilt comes out there. And you're going to let him face Andrew Vaughn, lefty mm-hmm. against righty, and bam, home run, White Sox win. I thought that was one of the worst managing decisions I've seen in a long time. That's what I was talking about yesterday that mm-hmm. Steve Stone was mentioning, oh, okay. calling the shot ahead of time. Steve Stone, Cap, just real quick on him. Sorry, Trent, to, That's all right. to jump in. Uh, this, this guy's one of the best in the game, Cap, and you've listened to him and for, for everyone. He was with, uh, you know, working with Harry Carey or working with the Cubs. Man, oh, man, he, he is to baseball what Tony Romo is to football, I think. I think Stoney's as good as there is. How about you? I completely agree. Now, again, I'm going to be full disclosure. I'm rather biased. I was in Steve's wedding, and he was at my wedding. I mean, I love Steve and grew up watching him and listening to him and then became friends when I got in the business, and we've grown incredibly close. I love Steve Stone. I think he's an awesome announcer. You mentioned Tony Romo, and I think Eddie Olchek on the National Hockey League on the national stage is the same way, and he drops a lot of the Stoneyisms that, like me, he picked up as a kid in Chicago when you hear him say, for all you young hockey players out there. He got that from Stoney. And I do the same thing when I'm doing a basketball game. All you young basketball players, did you see how he set that screen? Did you see how he didn't move his hips, how he did this? So he followed his shot, whatever the case may be. I think Steve Stone is phenomenal. Cap, final thing for me as you're feeling a little old today as you have the injury (laughs) that you're playing through. Phil Mickelson over the weekend. We know you like to get down on golf and watch golf. It, It was something... More a guy that I grew up watching a decade older than me. It was absolutely incredible to see your takeaway from the PGA. So, Kenny's known me a longer time than you have, Trent. Mm -hmm. I love to bet golf almost every weekend. Not a lot of money, but I'll throw 20 bucks on that guy, 10 bucks on that guy. So, every single major going back to way before sports gambling was legal, I would find a way to bet Phil Mickelson $100. Every major cashed on a few, lost more than I won. I did not bet him this weekend. Mm. I looked at all the odds, and I'm like, 200 to 1? Come on. Phil's not winning this. That's a waste of a $100 bill. I'm out. And he freaking wins the tournament. My wife said to me, like, on Saturday, how's your golf tournament going? I said, oh, Mickelson's got the lead after two rounds. She's like, 
Mama gets a new pair of shoes then. What were his odds? I said, 200 to 1 and stop. I didn't bet him. What? He better not win. I said, yeah, he better not win because I didn't believe in him. And I'm so mad at myself. Unbelievable. Any Bears news, Cap, that you want to share? Anything going on with the Bears as they go through OTAs? Uh, okay, so Jay Cutler was on with Waddle and Sylvie on our station yesterday, and he would not start Justin Fields. He would not. Mm-hmm. He said, look, I don't care what he looks like at training camp if you think he's you know, ready or better. He said, I went through training camp. You don't learn anything in training camp or the preseason. You get into the regular season. It's faster than you imagine. They hit harder than you imagine. The speed of the game will be the hardest adjustment. He said, and Andy Dalton is more than serviceable. You can win games with Andy Dalton. He said, I would. I was not ready to play. I was the 11th pick in the first round, just like Justin. I would not start him. I would start Andy Dalton. I thought that was really interesting. Capper, good stuff, my friend. Thank you for doing this for us. Uh, get yourself well. Ice, heat, rotate it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it's, you're, called, uh, it's called bourbon or Havana Club. And those work, too. Absolutely. Good stuff, Cap. Thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you next week. See you, boys. Have a great day. Best to all your awesome listeners. Thanks, buddy. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan from Chicago, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cap. He's with us at this time each and every week. We're certainly grateful for him for doing it, but for Centurion Stone for facilitating it and making it possible. And if you're looking for a manufactured or a natural stone to accent or update the exterior or the interior of your home, any project, any size, Centurion Stone of Iowa, variety of style, patterns, and colors for your every need. In fact, They've got 200 different color and pattern combinations. Check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Visit them in their showroom. They're located at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Uh, John Boeing Camp coming up, but right now it's time to hit another $1,000 home run. Go to kxno.com. Once you get to kxno.com, simply enter the keyword water. Water at kxno.com. Your chance to win a grand. Water at kxno.com. You're the 3 2 show He's nuts. He's got to be in home run derby. Oh, yeah. Coors Field. Oh, wow. Right? I want to see him. I want to see Vladdy Jr. Uh-huh. I want to see Tatis. Can we get Sano? Mm, no. He might get hurt. Yeah, he would. Um, by the way, Buxton had a setback. Shock. <laughs> Who else? Who else? Some of the young guns. You want Jock Peterson? Put him in there. He's been there before. He has. Yeah. Good pop. Mm. Who did Guerrero go to to toe to toe with two years ago in Cleveland? Do you remember? I don't. And he got beat. He hit like a boatload of them, and then he got to the final, and somebody picked him off. How about the uh, the Garcia kid from the Rangers, who's been yes. absolutely on fire? Yes. And nobody knows about him. That'd be a good place, a good opportunity to introduce him. Somebody beat Guerrero a couple of years ago, and Guerrero put on a show. Acuna? Was it? Put him in the bar. Yeah, put, put, him, put in. him in. That's a good one. Did you say Tatis? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's a pretty good group. Get the young dudes. Yes.
Introduce them. Absolutely. And for the old curmudgeons that don't like the Home Run Derby, guess what? You don't have to watch it. That's true. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm going to say I'm not going to watch it. You know what I'm going to do? You're going to watch it. Absolutely. (laughs) Though we'll have a little more... Oh, there'll be other things going on at that time. That's correct. A good oh, I thought you were going to go the gambling aspect. Well, we have now that, that I've too. got my app. Dun, um, dun, dun. Yeah, there'll be the NHL, the NFL, uh, the NFL, the NBA will be going on playoffs as we inch our way to the Olympics and hope they come off. Eleven mm-hmm. twenty-five. Uh, one more time on the keyword. Keyword is water. Water, kxno.com. John Bowenkamp joins us next. We'll get his take on what uh, John Rothstein from CBS Sports reported uh, about the mid-majors foregoing an opportunity to cash a paycheck. The, yeah, he actually said that. John Bowenkamp next. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO, 106. A business name is important, sure. For one, it's how we connect with you, find you, and do business with you. But what's behind the name matters more. Roshan Corporation of Iowa is now Graphite Construction Group. We're building offices, retail centers, tenant improvements, schools, and more. But the most important thing we build? Our relationship with you. Let's get started on your construction project. Visit us at graphitegrp.com. 29. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at GraphiteGRP. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Past 11.30 as we take you up until noon on 1460 KXNO on the AM dial, 106.3 on the FM dial. Kicking myself. I had a question I wanted to ask Cappy. Yeah. Maybe you know the answer. Maybe John Bowenkamp knows the answer. So last night when um, Joe West set the record, mm-hmm. once, the, once the game got past the fifth and it's an official game, uh, he sets the record. Uh, and he was asked how he wanted to be honored. Oh. Do you know how he was honored? I don't know. What his request was? He wanted, of all things... Shot of whiskey. Nope, not in the middle of a game. The San Diego chicken (laughs) to present him with a bouquet of flowers. Well, that's an odd request. Right? Uh, So what's behind it was my question. There had to be... There has to be something there. Of all the things that you're going to stop the game, Mm -hmm. do the ceremony, and it's the San Diego chicken... 
who he wanted. Better than, I guess, requesting Morgana the Kissing Bandit to come onto the field? Did she Did she get him? Did She, oh, she had to have, right? Oh, well, he's been around so long. Right. He's 75 years old. I mean, you, think about how many games guess he's... Guess how old Morgana is right now. <laughs> 30? 73. She's always 30 in your mind, though, yeah. isn't she? Oh, my God. Yeah, time moves on, uh-huh. right? Unbelievable. Let's ask John Bowen. Well, he was watching the Dodgers. Boy, they took over Minute Maid Park Dodger fans last night. John Bowen. Didn't camps. they, though? Wasn't that was great. I wish I was there. What was behind that, John? Obviously, it was an orchestrated effort. What? Uh, why did they all? Well, obviously, we know why, right? The cheating right. and stuff. But was this a social media campaign? No, no. There is there is a touring group of Dodger ah, fans, okay. and, I, and I can't remember their name. It's it, it, their name is after the color, the blue color that Dodgers wear. It's Pantone. I don't know what the number is. And this group goes around the country and goes to games. And so, um, and they do like, they, they try to get like, you know, outfield seats, whether it's, you know, down the line or whatever. And then they do like a roll call of the players, nice. you know, those starting lineup and that sort of thing. And it, it's, it's just kind of an, it's an organized thing. And they were, they were out last night. Oof. That was good. You know, yeah, so. indeed, and Kershaw was good to see too, right? They got their money. What, what, what a shock! It, it was almost like this time they <laughs> they didn't know what was coming. So um, anyway, yeah, indeed. Um, so, you know, no, I'm not bitter about 2007. No, no, you're over it. <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not bitter about that. But. So, do you know anything? Is there a history between Joe Joe West and the San Diego Chicken? Do you have any idea? Any insight? <laughs> you know, my guess is probably they've interacted a lot over yeah. the years. Because the chicken always would interact with an umpire, you know, as part of the act, which was a wonderful act. I've seen it so many times, and it's and, and it's you know it, it was part of those things in the eighties and the nineties. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember he came here to Burlington, and there were three thousand people there that night to see him. Yeah. You know, and and I, and I got to interview him. I've seen him without his costume, by the way. So, um, you know, so that, that, there's there's a claim to fame to have there, but uh, but yeah, um, he's. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was probably some sort of interaction at some point. I would guess. So that's awesome. I'm looking through and saw a video of the uh, of the chicken right now. He handed his flowers yeah. to Joe West. So it's got to be something that goes on. Yeah, the the long back and forth is great. I mean, that bit. It still works. Mm-hmm. I Cubs games been there, mm-hmm. been there with yep. kids, and they get a kick out of it every single time. Baseball stands the test of times, as we heard in Field oh, yeah. of Dreams. Well, we move from baseball to some basketball, and and John, sure. let's go first to the Jordan Bohannon incident that happened mm-hmm. over the weekend, mm-hmm. where we see video. It's difficult to see that video, at least right. that I initially saw. Now has been taken down. That was scrubbed. Oh, is it down? Yeah, yesterday oh. afternoon. I showed it to a client at 2.30, tried to show another one at 3.30, and it was down <laughs> in between that hour. So that's when it came down, at least from where I had had it saved. So uh, with that, what you know, what we know, and, and is and this And when anything? will we know? Right, right. It, it's Where is this going? It, fill us in a little bit over on the eastern side of the state. Uh, you know, from what I've been hearing, um, I mean, you know, and again, it's all rumor, you know, so yeah. so I don't want to speculate on right. what happened. But that's a pretty scary incident. Mm-hmm. And no matter no matter what provoked it or what happened, I mean, you knock somebody out, and I mean, I've seen the picture of him supposedly out, and um, you know, I mean, he's got a concussion from what I've been hearing. I haven't, you know, I mean, they, the university called it a head injury, which you know, I, I. But so I mean, I mean, it's a scary thing. I mean, it's it's 
you know, something like that happens and, you know, something escalates to that point, you know, you're lucky it's not worse. You know, you're lucky mm-hmm. that, you know, you punch somebody and, and, and you knock them out, but on the way down they hit their head yep. again and, and, and it could kill them. You know, so, I mean, it, it was it, it was fortunate that it didn't turn out worse than what it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a scary thing. I mean, it's like I said, I haven't heard the, the severity of the injury or anything like that, but it's pretty scary to have something like that happen, I would think. And, um, you know, for it to have, you know, it's just, it was just a, it was just a weird thing when, you know, when I saw, when I saw the news break on Monday, I was like, wow, you know, what happened? And you saw, I saw the video and again, you can't see a whole lot. You can't, you know, um, but it's still, it's, I, I'll be curious to see where this goes from here. And, you know, if there's a police investigation, if somebody gets arrested, I'll be curious to see what happens. Yeah, no doubt. John, what, what again is, uh, I think exacerbated the, the point to me, um, you know, we go back to the regular season. It's during the season he you know misses a defensive assignment. Hawkeye fans turn on Jordan Bohanna. He seems to be as big of a lightning rod um, yeah. as I can. Re- and I don't get it. I mean, look at all the records he's close to setting or already owns. Of course, the Chris Street thing. I'll never forget right. that. Uh, and I think a lot of people will. Why is he such a lightning rod uh, in in your mind, John? I mean, this, this he should be one of the most decorated players to go through the program. And I know it's the social media era, and that has a sure. lot to do with it. But What's behind it? I don't, you know, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I don't know. And, and when you say that about, you know, the, the vitriol he gets, and, and I wrote about him when he said he was coming back for his sixth year. And, like, within about 20 minutes or so, I get a tweet back from somebody who has gotten into it with him before on social media, and, it's, and it was just very hateful, you know, and I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand what the Iowa fan reaction is. I mean, it's. I, I think it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a small group of people. But the vitriol is there, and and I've never been able to understand it because, like you said, you look at what he's done. You look at his career, and 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 the guy says, "I'm going to come back for another season." You know, I mean, he wants to come back. He could have gone anywhere you know, with that extra year of eligibility and he decides to come back. And it's like, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know, I'm like you, I don't get it. I, I, I mean, I know he's, I know he is who he is on social media. I know he says the things and, but I, and, and so like when, when he antagonized, you know, when, when other fans get upset with him, I get, I don't understand. I've never understood the Iowa fans dislike for him. I don't, when you think about what he's done, you know, like I said, the accomplishments, the big shots he's hit, mm-hmm. you know, you think back a couple of years ago, you know, in those games against Northwestern and Indiana and the, and the shot he hit against Wisconsin. And, and I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. It, it has boggled my mind for a long time because he's never been antagonistic towards those people, you know? So maybe they don't like his stance on the NIL. I think that's some like part him. of it. And, and I think, I think that's a lot of it. I think the, a lot of these people are the same ones who are saying, these guys shouldn't get money. These guys should be thankful with what they get. I think those maybe that responds. But, but like I said, I I don't understand it. I really don't. Shut up and dribble. It's yeah. probably yeah, in a lot of different ways. And yeah. um, I, I think we see that certainly come out there. You look at this Iowa basketball team. I saw Lenardi came out, I think, a week ago with his next updated bracket after all the transfers. And, like, he's still at Iowa as an NCAA tournament team, as an 11 seed, I think, and maybe in a play-in round. But regardless mm-hmm. – 
I was surprised by that. I certainly don't see an NCAA tournament team with this current roster. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, we, we talked, I think we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I think I said that I, I thought they would be a bubble team. But I think there's, an, there's I mean, because there's a lot of question marks around this team. But I think there's a lot of talent there. And, 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 and I mean, a lot of things have to go right, I think, for them to get to that point, to, to get into the tournament. But I think the, the capability is there. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of talent there. It's just a matter of, you know, you know can, can Joe Toussaint, for example, be more consistent with his play? You know, what sort of development can Aaron Uless and, and, and Tony Perkins have? You know, what, what, what sort of things can, you know, what sort of progression can a lot of those young guys make with Keegan Murray, for example, or, or Chris Murray? You know, what sort of steps can they take from year one to year two? There's a lot of things that have to happen for them to get to that point, but I think the talent's there. John Bowenkamp is our guest, uh, iowacollegehoops.com, amongst the places you can read them, hawkeynation.com as well. John, I'm sure you saw the tweet yesterday from John Rothstein, and I'll read it for those of you folks in the audience that didn't. Uh, he's covered college basketball and does at cbssports.com. He's got the blue check mark. He's been around for a while doing this. Uh, this is according to his sources. Multiple mid-major programs are opting not to play guarantee games against high-major programs because it gives power conference teams teams, quote, a free live evaluation of future players who could move up via the transfer portal. Okay, maybe there's something to that, uh, but there's also that check that comes along with it. Exactly. Right? And, and athletic directors who scrambled through 2020 to try and make ends meet and made, in a lot of cases, unfortunate cuts just to keep the, the doors open, if you will, there's no way they're going to walk away from that money. I don't know who no. his sources are, but he needs to get better ones. Yeah, I, I, that one, that one made me, I, cause I, I made the point and I, I tweeted out something like, you know, or you could look at it this way. Maybe there's some guy sitting at the end of the high major bench that isn't playing that's unhappy that might look at your program right. and say, Hey, I can play there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, 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 the portal works both ways. Right. And if there's any coach out there that, that doesn't think that it does, you know, then that's on them. You know, I can't help them out, but, but I, teams are not going to pass up. A ninety thousand dollar, hundred thousand dollar payday to play at wherever because just because they don't want because they they're afraid somebody might see you know a player or whatever it it doesn't make any sense that one to me was you know it was it was one of those things that I, when I read that I was like okay the portal works both ways you know you can go find players and if you lose players you know I, I've been fascinated to watch the portal and see who players have lost. You know what team? What teams have lost players? But then who did they pick up? And I've seen teams actually get better. You know, you might find a better guy. You might find an older guy, a more experienced guy. So I, I, I found that really weird. That just made absolutely no sense to me. Final thing for me, John Bowenkamp joining us here. Sure. This off season, we're seeing more and more of these kind of showcases start to pop up. Guys deciding not to play high school anymore and either getting ready not for the college level, but just going to the G League before the NBA, I think, is ultimately going to pass a rule and bring guys back out of high school. That's going to happen. As you see this happening, you see Overtime Elite. I saw there are a couple of twins that are signing with that. Uh, A new high school showcase developmental league that's coming together. How scary, how concerning is that for the college game when you continue to hear these kind of stories? Um, You know, I... 
I, you knew it was going to happen at some point, and and so I, I think you're just you're going to see some kids that just don't want to deal with the college game. They just don't want to deal with going to school anymore. Don't want to deal with, you know, even for a year. And you're going to see those kids go away. Does it hurt the college game? I don't know. You know, I mean, because I think I think the really good teams out there, there's still going to be a lot of good talent. There's going to be a lot of, you know, once it gets too lucrative, I think you know, for some kids to. To say, hey, I'm going to put you with. If they can find more money to do that, I think you're going to see a lot more kids do it. But I, I do. It does concern me a little bit. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of talented players out there. And when you watch a full season and you see guys develop that maybe you don't think of, that's I think part of the fun of the game. So I mean, I, I think you'll still see a lot of very good teams. I think you'll still see a lot of talent. It's just going to be the kids that decide, hey, I don't want to. I don't want to go to college for a year. I don't want to do that. I, I I don't I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem. I think is what some people think. John Bowenkamp, thank you, John. As always, we appreciate our conversation with you. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, John. Yeah, have a good one. Yep, see you do the same. John Bowenkamp joining us. IowaCollegeHoops.com again. Amongst the other places, you can read John Bowenkamp. We'll take our final time out of the program. Come back. How'd you do yesterday in your plays of the day? One and one pushed on the baseball side of things. I was on the Cardinals. Boy, just not. Defense was just atrocious. Yeah, just Flirty awful. wasn't his best either. No, but he had no help behind him. I mean, especially early in that baseball game. Makes it tough. Mm-hmm. What got, are you playing tonight? Are you going to stick with baseball? you got an NBA, NHL? little of everything. we got a potpourri oh, coming up okay. here. Okay, well, we better get to our break then so we save the, uh, the necessary time. Uh, that's coming up next. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 10 School Sports. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowa since 1993. From basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects, Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at wolfroofing.net. Freeze. Trent in here with you. There's two kinds of rental property owners. The do-it-yourself guy and the renter's warehouse guy. You know DIY guy. He insists on handling everything himself, even if it makes him miserable. Renter's warehouse guys are a lot happier because they let my friends at renter's warehouse handle all their property management headaches. Like when a tenant clogs a crapper, DIY guy grabs a plunger, heads over, opens the lid, and nearly passes out. Renter's Warehouse guy, he lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. When tenants are late with rent, DIY guy interrupts his workday to call them, email them, text them, until he's wasted his entire day. While Renter's Warehouse guy lets Renter's Warehouse handle it. And when a tenant has an emergency at 3 in the morning, DIY guy has to roll out of bed and handle it himself. Because when you're a DIY landlord, your tenant's problems are always your problems. Renter's Warehouse guy, he sleeps. Sleep soundly through the night. When it comes to your property management, let Renner's Warehouse handle it. Get your free rental price analysis at Renner'sWarehouse.com today. That's Renner'sWarehouse.com today or call 515-528-44.org. Condon, final couple of minutes of today's program. Murph and Andy coming up in an hour and seven minutes. So this little nugget just snuck up on me from Albert Breer, who covers the NFL and has for a long time. Mm -hmm. Apparently the NFL owners have a virtual meeting set that starts in eight minutes. 
amongst the items on the agenda that they will vote on today. He lists four of them. Blocking below the waist, right? Uh, camp rosters, okay. Blackout policy language, all right, big deal. Here's the big one. New England and Chicago stadium projects. What does that mean? Well, there's been talk of Arlington Park that's no longer Correct. there. Well, it is it's still there, but right. they're going to... The, the thought is it's about to shut down. Now, yes. there, there's work behind the scenes from the horse people to try and keep it open. But there was some talk a few months ago, right, of yep. moving away, moving, shutting Soldier Field down or doing whatever, and moving it out to the suburbs. But I, that talk had died down, I thought. I saw something within the last two weeks about it again. It's still, I think more than anything, this is just pressure to... Upgrade Soldier Field? Now, they've gone through the upgrades. Right. They played in Champagne for a year. Two, a year, yeah, two, yeah. Right. They, there's nothing you can really do. I mean, they, they've done basically everything that you can do with that stadium. What's wrong with it? Small. Is that what it is? It's, it's only capacity? 61,500, 61, yeah. I believe, is okay. the number. That would be a piece, but you can't move to the suburbs. No. You're the Chicago Bears. I mean, I kind of get and I've never been to Foxborough, but I hear the complaints about it's a one it's a one lane road in and a one lane road out. Oh, DC. I mean with with the Washington football team. That mm-hmm. is a huge thing from going from the old stadium. They built the new one out in Landover. Yeah, I think you're right. Huge. Yeah. But it sucks. Getting in, getting out, right. it's terrible. And nobody lives there. <laughs> you're you're driving that way. But Chicago? Right. And that's coming up here in, in five minutes. This is on the agenda. I'm with you. I think it has to be pressure. Yes. But okay, what do you what what what's the end game? What do you want, NFL owners? And if they do do another stadium, when you do a stadium, you usually get a Super Bowl. You do. Yeah. Cold <laughs> Unless weather. Unless you put a lid over it. Right. Well, they put one in New York. Yeah, they did. And it worked. Fair point. Fair Wasn't point. great, but it worked. Well, I didn't. I, I thought that this died. Right. I wish we would have had this an hour ago. We'd ask Cappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, so watch for that story coming up later today. Here's Trent's plays of the day. What are you doing? Uh, baseball got a free space. It's big money. Land minus two ten. But the race today against the Royals. Glass now on the bump. Yeah, and they and the race lost yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the streak's over. Mm-hmm. Feel good about jumping on and not getting the back end and of the that's streak. That's a night game, correct? I believe so. Yeah. So really like that one again. Yeah, six ten money. The wild season comes to a close. No, it does. Yeah, it's over. Eight o'clock, NBCSN. They got so outplayed. I know. And lucky to be getting a but game. You know six. what? You, you hear it all the time. Goalies can carry a team. And Talbot's been doing that. Yeah, I just watched one dude from my squad. Connor right. Hellebuck did it. And finally, Knicks bounce back. They get. I'm game with you two. there. I'm with you there. Why is it only minus one though? I know game one. I think they're favored by two or two and a half. Mm. Why are they only? Something fishy there. I'm I'm buying the fish though. Give me the next minus. And, and that's got to be an early tip, right? Yeah, uh, I've got it right here. It's uh, six thirty on TNT. All right, uh, that will do it for today. Thanks you betting for any here. hockey? I'm gonna lick my. Nah, I've got to. I said I would participate. I'm gonna bet Carolina to win the cup. Oh, I'm gonna go into the future. I wish they would have lost last night. Would have been a better price. They won in overtime. That might be my only play today. I'm trying to find somebody to beat the Avs. And a decent number. Murph and Andy in an hour, five minutes. The Fanatics at 3 Hawk Central tonight. See you tomorrow, 1460. KXNO 106.3 FM.